I don't need friends. They don't wanna see someone like me doing better than them. Still can't believe it, I really got rich. Tell a bitch or a hater to suck on my Get focused on hate I receive. I could achieve more than they could dream. I know they ain't tough enough to be me. Making money like magic, got tricks on my sleeve. Too many vibes I brought sand to the beach. Cash drive them all, but I don't wanna keep. Pop me an X, cause I gotta get geek. Talking about sleep, I get two days a week. They say they dripping, I'm kissing my teeth. They burning it, now ain't no chrome left for me. When I was broke, I was feeling Welcome to Blue Blood TV, Season 3, Episode 6. Today we're going to break down the Duke-Carolina game. Carolina beat Duke 56-24. We're also going to introduce our new teammate, whose name is Connor Dollard. And of course, we've got Natalie Bodie and Remy Swartz. Uh, are you guys ready? Is the whole team ready? Connor, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Ready to rock All and roll. Right. Let's go. How, how, you don't sound ready. Are you ready? Yes. Let's go. I'm hyped. <laughs> All right. So we're going to break these teams down. We're going to talk about UNC's uh, uh, game against Wake Forest the following week. And Duke has a bye week. So let's get into it. It's almost game time. Don't forget to pick up a six-pack or four-pack of the Blue Blood Rivalry Ale. Go to your local supermarket. If they do not have it, go to your manager and ask for it. The official game day beer, the Blue Blood Rivalry Ale, is light, crisp, and refreshing. Hey, welcome back. We're going to start off with talking about the Duke Carolina game. Natalie, were you expecting much from this Duke team uh, given their uh, two and six season going into the game? And do you think this game gives UNC more confidence? What are your thoughts, Natalie? I think if anyone listened to our last podcast, um, I hate to say I told you so. I completely predicted this. This was the easiest one to see all season for me. No, this doesn't give UNC more confidence because we knew this was going to be an absolute blowout. So, I don't know. I think that, you know, it's great to beat a rival, but that was the expectation. It kind of happened just as I thought it would. And uh, I don't really think the team took a lot of confidence from this, no. You don't. So, you don't think this, uh, you know, now that they're 5-2, and two, you don't think they feel good about themselves, Natalie? Maybe, you know, numerically it's good to notch another win. But in terms of strength of opponent, I don't think they look at that game like, oh, wow, we beat Duke. That was a huge confidence builder. All right, let's go over to uh, Duke University. Remy Swartz, how are you doing, Remy? I'm good, Haas. How are you? Okay, it was a tough weekend for your Blue Devils. Um, you got blown out at home in front of zero fans. Are there any positives that you can take away from uh, this loss? Honestly, Haas, this season is coming down to a whole lot of negatives, not positives. Um, honestly, I think it's hard to take any positives away from games because none of them ever stay consistent. Last week I was talking about our defense and our ability to rush the passer, but that didn't show up. And we, I think we came out of the game with no sacks on the quarterback or maybe one. So, but the only thing that does seem somewhat consistent is our rush game um, with Mateo Durant and Deion Jackson, even though Deion was not as um, impactful last game, but hopefully that can to continue to build momentum. 
So let's talk about that rush game. Do you think you can take that rush game into uh, the following game? I know you have a bye week next week, but uh, the following game, do you think that rushing game can be consistent? I think so. I think that we've hit the point in the season where things are like either going well or going poor. And for a team as a whole, we're go- it's going poorly for us. But players are starting to understand their role. And I think they're really emerging in the rush game for sure. Okay, Natalie, I'm going to go back over to Chapel Hill. Um, what happened? You got, you got handed 130 yards on Duke. Uh, Mateo uh, stuck it to you. Is the defense Carolina's problem? I mean, that's what I'm starting to think. It's the defense. What do you No, think? I completely agree with you. I think the defense is Carolina's problem because our offense is supercharged. We can produce every week. I mean, between Sam Howell, De'Ami Brown, Javante Williams, it's not an issue. But our defense definitely has to step it up. We have not been, been able to defend the run all season. So that's just a consistency. So, now let me ask you a question. The anchor of that defense is supposed to be Chaz Sherratt. Do you know this guy? Is this guy as good as they were making him out to do, to be preseason? I honestly think he is one of the most talented defensive players. I think he has an even better story. He was a quarterback. He came into Carolina as a quarterback. Then he learned the entire defense. He's had countless awards to back up his performance. I think he is a mainstay. I don't think he's the problem for the defense. And honestly, the million-dollar question is why can Carolina not stop the run if all personnel are healthy and ready to play? Okay, Natalie, are you just being nice because you're uh, the Carolina pundit and you don't want you don't want any of those guys to hear you on this podcast? I mean, come on, Natalie. I mean, they're running. Don't you want me to insult, Haas? I'm t- I tell the truth. They're running right week, in the middle of the field. Every week. I- I'm not trying to be liked. I'm trying to just tell my opinion. All right. All right. Well, we'll let's get some facts. Uh, let's kick it over to our producer, Connor, for some fast facts of the week. Connor, can you give us some facts to kind of support my theory that uh, Chaz Surratt is problems in UNC's defense? Yeah, well, Chaz Surratt is, uh, came into the season as a first-team All-ACC, preseason All-American, and he uh, – let's just pull up. Against Duke, they rushed for over 226 yards as a team. Uh, Mateo 226 yards. How are you going to blame it all on one person? Well, 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 let's get down to that. Mateo Durant averaged over 10 yards a carry, which, if you're thinking about it, means he's ripping off several long-distance runs, getting to the second level, getting into those linebackers, and they're not making the tackles. He's hitting the holes, and no one's there to fill them. That's just, like – more than bad D-line, more than injuries. That comes down to bad tackling in the secondary. If you're ripping off 10-plus yard runs with consistency, that's kind of inexcusable from the, late, like the, the back levels of your defense. That's what I look to for that. Well, I appreciate those numbers. In terms of other numbers, such as wins and losses, Considering Carolina's record to Dukes, I do not think that is an overarching problem. Sure, it could be a factor, but I believe in Chaz. I think he had a great season last season. Some inconsistency, sure, but one person does not mount every problem for defense. All right, Connor. Connor, you got any more fast facts for our our audience about Duke or Carolina? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, with the win on Saturday, UNC now takes the all-time series lead against Duke. 60 to 40, so it's a it's pretty sizable. Within the last 10 years, actually, now it's six to four. And the last time that UNC had a victory this 
large against the Blue Devils was in 2015 when they finished the season ranked 15th. So maybe a positive sign for things to come for UNC fans. Connor, you go to Duke. Don't hype up UNC. Sorry, sorry. He's the facts guy, Remy. He's <laughs> telling you how it is. The numbers don't lie. Okay, so he's about that. All right, all right. Well, Connor, thank you for the fast facts of the week. Natalie, we're going to jump back to you. Um, UNC dominated the offense side of the ball. They were a little porous on defense. That, that linebacking core that's allowing second-level runs I think needs a little bit of work. I think because if, if we can stop the run, then our defense could, um, could really focus on uh, playing in the secondary. But I really believe it's the Lions. But, Natalie – this was a rivalry game, but is it a rivalry game to you? I mean, I think in football, NC State is our biggest rival. A lot of Tar Heels will tell you that NC State is our biggest football rival. Duke is our biggest basketball rival. In turn, Duke does kind of overarchingly become our biggest rival. But really in football, it's the Wolfpack. All right, so let me ask you a question. So Carolina – is five and two on a season. One more win gives them a positive season, bowl eligible in a COVID-19 year. Are you concerned with their strength of schedule? The way I was looking at Carolina's schedule, and I honestly do not believe there is a path anymore for us to make the playoff. But then again, when I looked at it, Miami, or fourth in the ACC right now, Miami's in front of us, and then Notre Dame and Clemson take the top two spots. If we were to beat Miami on December the 5th and beat Notre Dame a week prior to that on maybe the day after Thanksgiving, the 27th, there could be a possibility that we go to an ACC championship game against Clemson. Odds that we beat Miami, Notre Dame, and Clemson, slim. But is there a possibility? Yes. So when I was looking at the path, I was thinking about that, but you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure UNC is going to be able to pull that off unless something insane happens. We've seen crazier things though. Um, and also I've heard a lot of professional analysts talking about an 18 playoff. Obviously they don't want to change what they've done in the past. You know, there's contracts with the four team, but if there was ever a year to extend the playoff, it would be this year with COVID-19. All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, Remy, your team is two and six. You concerned about the state of the program or if the program is even relevant? What are your thoughts, Remy? Well, I know I've talked about this before. On Duke's campus, football was definitely at the back front of everyone's minds. I feel like you know, everything's focused on basketball and we're defined pretty much by our basketball team in sports, especially men's sports. I think that like when you think about how our program does, I think it honestly has to come down to what personnel we have. I mean, if you look at our two winning seasons in the past five, it was when Daniel Jones was here amongst other good receivers he had to be able to throw to. So I feel like we have to focus on creating a strong base for the future and finding those people that can really make an impact for us. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So coach Cutcliffe was brought in basically to turn the program around. Um, he has, 
he has had some winning seasons. He's had a lot of uh, bowl appearances. Uh, for example, he was Elk Bowl in 2012, Chick-fil-A Bowl 2013, the uh, Sun Bowl 2014. Um, he's had some really good appearances since he's been there. But recently, um, it's just not been good. Should we think about making a coaching change there, Natalie? I mean, Remy? I don't think so. I don't think Duke would ever do it, just given the pedigree that Coach Cut has. I think, again, like I said, it comes down to our personnel and his ability. I feel like that might be an issue, his ability to get quality personnel. I think I was looking at our recruits coming in next year, and we don't have any four- or five-star recruits, solely three stars, whereas I think we're ranked like 13th in the ACC in terms of recruiting, so that's not a positive sign for the program moving forward. But I don't think Coach Cut is getting the run of this. All right, guys. So um, let's talk about Mateo Durant. He had another solid rushing. We talked about it earlier, 130 yards. Can he continue to do this for the rest of the season and put some life into the program? Do you think he can lead this offense, Remy? I think he can, but I think it's not going to rely on just one person. Just like Natalie said with the defense, it can't be one person making or being consistent, and I think we're going to need a lot more than Mateo Durant, but I definitely think he's on a good path towards being successful. It's almost game time. Don't forget to pick up a six-pack or four-pack of the Blue Blood Rivalry Ale. Go to your local supermarket. If they do not have it, go to your manager and ask for it. The official game day beer, the Blue Blood Rivalry Ale, is light, crisp, and refreshing. Let's move on to the following week. Um, next week, UNC hosts Wake Forest. Um, that's going to be a really good game. The Demon Deacons have rattled off four straight victories, uh, a plus 14 turnover differential. And Duke is off the following week. Natalie, so we're going to focus on the Tar Heel. The offense has been great, um, averaging over 570 yards. Do you think you can keep this up against Wake Forest? You know, I am a little bit nervous about this game because – I think every time UNC plays Wake, it's a scrappy game on Wake's behalf. They're a good team. They're very physical. And so them being very strong defensively, we're not super strong defensively. So if they can kind of stifle our offense's production and Sam Howell's production, then it definitely could be a close game. And I'm not totally confident that this will just be an easy win for Carolina by any means. I think it will definitely be a battle because Wake always comes to play against UNC. Okay, so Natalie, what happens if you lose that game? Is that Does that kill the season, or is this a must-win game? I think if they want any chance, like I said, the only po po possibility and probability of them getting to the playoff or, or getting you know, a really, really good bowl is them winning out. All of a sudden, if they lose to Wake, then it doesn't matter if they beat Miami, you know, Notre Dame. I, I just think that that's kind of thrown out the window with the way the ACC rankings are and how typically now you got to be a conference champion to have any possibility of getting into that playoff. So, yeah, I think that, you know, maybe the numbers could say something else. Maybe there's another path for UNC. But 
they would probably make a decent bowl. I think everyone's bowl eligible this year. But if they really want to end up in, you know, national title contention, if we're dreaming big, it's winning out the rest of the season and beating Clemson in the ACC championship. Okay, so we've been following this team all season. I think we all believe that the the defense is the problem for UNC. Natalie, what can Matt Brown do to get this team to play more physical football, shut down those second-level runs, and really get three and outs um, going more often than not. What what can he what can he do, Mally? I think he wants to know the same thing. And honestly, I think the problem has come down for UNC. And a they don't have as much to play for as when they were super hyped up. Yes, they have a path. It's a lot more difficult now. I think Carolina getting taking a loss against Florida State and Virginia kind of took some of the wind out of their sails. And we've seen this same problem. The defense can't get three and outs. But then again, UNC loses games within a drive. Like, it's within a score. I think both of their losses this year are three-point losses. So it's starting slow. It's trying to make up for it at the end of the game. It's the defense making dumb mistakes. And again, if everyone's healthy, I feel like there's no excuse. But our secondary definitely has problems as well. Okay, before I go back to Remy, I got one more question for you, Natalie. The Tar Heels have been excellent at home, and there are no fans in the stadium or very limited fans. Why do you think that's, that they've been terrible on the road and um, really good at home? Can, can you answer that for me? I really don't know. I mean, if you want to look at the road games, Florida State allows fans so, and I mean, they don't allow full capacity, but I, when I saw it on TV, it, it looked dang near full capacity for a COVID-19 season. So that could have been a factor, sure. Maybe, you know, that a ranking got to their head, gave them some pressure. But then in terms of Virginia, I don't think they have fans either. I think at that point, they're a one-loss team. You know, the goal isn't super close in mind anymore. If a team comes to play tough, UNC can lose a game. And typically it comes down those last few possessions and UNC win, loses close games and they get started too slow. I don't think fans are the issue. I, I don't know why they can't, you know, get something going on the road. Maybe for Florida State, the fans were a problem, but the Virginia game shows that's no excuse. All right. So let's go back over to Duke. Remy, it's been a tough year for Duke. Um, do you think there's anything that they can do to – give the fan base some optimism heading out of this COVID-19 season? Is there anything we can, they can do? I'm going to take game by game. And I would say change the quarterback because a lot, everyone is really looking in that direction, considering the amount of turnovers we've had and our offense's inability to score points. The UNC game was definitely maybe a positive in this as it, we played both quarterbacks. That's Chase Bryce and Gunnar Holmberg. And Chase was 11 for 23 with zero touchdowns and one turnover, whereas Gunnar was seven for nine. So maybe that's a positive and Coach Cut can look at that and say, let's change quarterback, give Gunnar an opportunity for our game in two weeks. So that could be a positive because, you know, you never know what happens when you change the quarterback. We could win the rest of our games. Not likely, but hopefully. <laughs> okay. All right. So you're you're saying, hey, if you would have a conversation with Cut Cutcliffe, what I'm understanding is you're saying you want to say, Coach Cut, we got two weeks to prepare. We got a bye week. This is a great opportunity to get quarterback Gunnar Holm Holmberg in and work with him so that he's ready for the following week. Is that what I'm hearing? 
exactly what what you're hearing. All right. Well, um, we, we're going to send that over to Coach Cut and Natalie. This is a big game. Deacon Deacons, I believe, won uh, 24-18 last year in Winston-Salem. Um, do you think this is going to be a revenge game, or do you think this is going to be a game where both sides want it? What do you think this game is going to look like, and is this the game worth watching? I think it's definitely going to be a game where both sides are going to really want it, but whoever wants it more is going to be the one that wins. Like I said, Wake Forest is scrappy. They are a physical team. They're hard to play against. They always have a chip on their shoulder to beat Carolina. I think it's also a huge battleground for recruiting as well. Some of the guys that didn't get recruited by UNC that are at Wake, they want to play extra hard to show Carolina what they're missing. I think it will definitely be a game worth watching, and I think it will be a close game. All right. So that ends Season 3, Episode 6. I've got Natalie Bodie, Remy Schwartz, and our statistician, producer, man of the year, Connor Dollard. Hey, guys, we out, right? We out. We out. We out. I don't need friends. They don't want to see someone like me doing better than them. Still can't believe it. I really got rich. Tell a bitch or a hater to suck on my Get focused on hate I receive. I could achieve more than they could dream. I know they ain't tough enough to be me. Making money like magic got tricks on my sleeve. Too many vibes I brought sand to the beach. Test drive them all, but I don't want to keep. Pop me an X because I got to get geek. Talking about sleep, I get two days a week. They say they dripping, I'm kissing my teeth. They burning it out, ain't no chrome left for me. When I was broke, I was feeling uneasy. Now I get paid and I'm feeling relieved. Call up a body, I hit when I please. Whatever it take, might just pay it or leave. My Latino, my chopper is rushing. Wheezy on beats, that's expensive percussion. Can't get no X, so we sipping on red. Can't talk to my bro, cause he's still in the feds. Can't get these demons up out of my head. Can't slide on the house, cause they already did. What I can do, I can go get some money. Whole pool heated up, and it cost a hundred thousand, cause I left this running. I could turn nothing to something. Put me a show and I fly out the country. I eat a noble when I get the munchies. Driving in buckets, he's had to serve buckets. I put the top down and I let it. They don't wanna see someone like me doing better than them. Still can't believe it, I really got rich. Tell a bitch or a hater to suck on my Get focused on hate I receive. I could achieve more than they could dream. I know they ain't tough enough to be me. Making money like magic got tricks on my sleeve. Too many vibes I brought sand to the beach. Test drive them all, but I don't wanna keep. Pop me an X cause I gotta get geek. Talking about sleep, I get two days a week. They say they dripping, I'm kissing my teeth. They burning it out, ain't no chrome left for me. When I was broke, I was feeling uneasy. Now I get paid and I'm feeling relieved. I gave a round of applause to myself. I put the baddest little on the shelf. I went 21 wagon and said it on else. I don't got the baddest before itself. I got scratches in my hood, run the game on the rip. I keep the fire on under my belt and I run with some real ones who bang to the left. Marching man, baby, I know how to step. I can't speak on the business, it's quiet as kill. Look like a diva, I know how to treat her, I know how to keep her, she fine as hell. I spent a quarter million on the rich and milli. I keep quiet, I'm never gonna tell. I put my life savings in a brown box. I was getting that shit in the mail. I keep a meal cash for the best lawyer. I ain't worried about going to jail. I just spent 80k on some hurt mess bags, 50k more in Chanel. I got the ball now, I ain't gonna ball hog. I'ma pass it to bro for the layup. I just went proud of t-shirt with a product jacket. You can tell I'm a friends. They don't wanna see someone like me doing better than them. Still can't believe it, I really got rich. Tell a bitch or a hater to suck on my.
Get focused on hate I receive. I could achieve more than it could dream. I know they ain't tough enough to be me. Making money like magic, got tricks on my sleeve. Too many vibes I brought sand to the beach. Test drive them all, but I don't wanna keep. Pop me your ex, cause I gotta get geek. Talking about sleep, I get two days a week. They say they dripping, I'm kissing my teeth. They burning it, out, ain't no chrome left for me. When I was broke, I was feeling uneasy. Now I get paid and I'm feeling relieved.